You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. So this episode is going to be honest, real, and probably hilarious. We are talking all about periods. If you are a human who menstruates, this one is for you. Um, From early memories to how our cycles change to favorite products, we are talking about it all. So buckle up. Get ready. Buckle up. Um, Instead of, before we get started with that though, instead of news around our neighborhood, we want to take a minute to acknowledge the absolute heartbreak in our larger global neighborhood. Um, As we record this, it is the sixth day of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. It is senseless and tragic, and we stand with the people of Ukraine as they bravely defend their home and their democracy. And we also wanted to just take a minute to share um, some sources that we found helpful in finding news or processing this, and then maybe some ways to help and give. So what are you finding helpful to be looking at online or in the news these days? What I have found helpful are a few podcast episodes that have helped me better understand Mm -hmm. the situation in terms of the events that have led to this happening Mm -hmm. and also to hear from people, Ukrainian people who are experiencing it. Everyday civilians. Exactly, just mm -hmm. like that. And so in particular, some podcast episodes were from The Daily, The Mm -hmm. Journal, and Pantsuit Politics, Mm -hmm. and we'll link all of those in the show notes. I have just found the just reading the headlines and the short synopses, it all is upsetting and heartbreaking enough, but I find that just reading the headlines just kind of furthers just that that kind of ambiguous anxiety mm-hmm. and I, I, understanding the situation doesn't make it better, but then I just feel like at least I have more knowledge right. around it. And I do really appreciate hearing from the journalists and from the people who are there. I think mm-hmm. it's so important to be witnessing what those people are actually experiencing. So um, I guess that has um, helped if you can say that. And we have made a donation to the International Rescue Committee. I know there are several organizations that Mm -hmm. are working to take care of people there. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. Yeah, I am finding a couple of Instagram follows um, very helpful right now, which I find them helpful always, but especially right now. One is Mo News, and Mm -hmm. it's at... Um, M-O-S-H-E-H. And he is a journalist. He was formerly with Bloomberg, with Fox, with all different kinds of networks, but he's on his own now just doing it, doing the work of Instagram Mm -hmm. um, explaining, I guess, Mm -hmm. in a social media environment filled with misinformation, just very fact-focused and trying to break down news stories into more um, understandable, Mm -hmm. you know, chunks for people. Um, So I'm finding him super helpful. Uh, Sharon says so. Mm-hmm. That is just one of my very favorites. She is a former government teacher in high school, um, and she's a Minnesotan, and she's just the most down-to-earth, kind, um, fact-based, again, just like really tries to break down the news for you. So that's really helpful. All, both of those two are very um, conscientious about checking sources and making sure, you know, and I what and linking to where you can get more information from primary sources on the things that they share. It's not just random, you know, retweets and sharing. Um, so they kind of give news in a nutshell and and help explain what it means in a kind of objective, down-to-earth way. I did start following Matt 
Gutman, I believe. It's Matt Gutman, ABC. And we'll link to all these in our show notes, but he's the chief national correspondent for ABC News. And his photography in particular right now, or the photography that he's sharing from his team is, um, I think photography of wartime just like captures things in a way sometimes that makes you pause and and really think about it and think about the humanity of it without being inundated with like the video and the Mm -hmm. sound and everything and there's just something really profound about that and important about that I think so seeing those images um I second your podcast recommendations for the daily the journal pantsuit politics all of those have helped me so much I'll add another one which is kid news k-i-d-n-u-z and it gives just like the news of the day in like a six minute and it's very honest um you know it says like Russia invaded Ukraine and that's what this means um but it's very it's like appropriate it's for- appropriate for kids and for I would say like elementary you know third grade and up mm-hmm. so we've been listening to that in the morning and and having conversations about that and letting them ask questions I find it super helpful like they know they know we're watching more news mm-hmm. they know things are going on and so I find it super helpful to just be short and sweet but factual mm-hmm. with right. them and then they want to be updated though. Cause mm-hmm. if they're just left hanging with like, uh, how's that war going, you know? Right. So I found this helpful to be like a jumping off point to have conversations right. with them. And then we made a donation to be strong, which is Bethany Frankel's organization. We've donated to them in the past who specifically works on the humanitarian crisis side of things. Um, they have tents set up on the Polish border, getting mm-hmm. pe- like one for babies, one for, um, you know, medical supplies, one for food, whatever, whatever people need, they can get. And they have a huge distribution network with people local. So I really like that they're using local businesses, local mm-hmm. people on the ground there, but just funding all of that. Yeah. So that is where we gave to. Okay. So we know this news is weighing heavily on everyone. And um, this is a lighter topic. And we hope we just hope our conversation will be something that maybe lifts your spirits and distracts you, as I'm sure there are to be some things to giggle over together in yes. this episode. Yes. So as always, we hope we can provide that for you. Okay, so let's start with this. Tell us what you remember about learning about periods as a kid and when you started yours, all of that. Okay. Honestly, a lot of this, it feels very like uh, one of those flashback scenes, and it's all just a little foggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So remembering that far back, things that stand out. I do remember that in fifth grade, we had sex ed in fifth grade, and yes. I remember the boys and girls would go into separate mm-hmm. classrooms. I Did think- they even call it sex ed for you? For us, they called it family life, I think it was Oh, it called. definitely wasn't called family life. Which is life. worse than I- sex ed. Gosh, I'm going to have to poll my friends. I I do not. Yeah. Sex ed seems like it probably wouldn't have been called that in fifth grade, but I can't think of what it would have been Mm -hmm. called. So I remember I feel like they combined maybe two classrooms at a time together or something like that, because I remember specifically a teacher that I didn't usually have being featuring very prominently in this. (laughs) Which felt extra weird. Yes. And the person who was one of the lead teachers for me, her name was Miss Fry. She was also this, now many things. (laughs) Many things are coming back. (laughs) Like, does this even make sense? I think she was either, okay, she was either a former flight attendant or she eventually left her teaching career to become a flight attendant. She was super cute. She was young. She Uh wasn't married. So I just remember her teaching me about periods. (laughs) And this is what I specifically remember her 
telling of this whole room of fifth grade girls is that if you get a stain on your underwear, rinse it out with cold water. <laughs> this is very important. The laundry care is the important part right. of this. That's what really sticks out to me about <laughs> learning about my period from fifth grade sex That ed. is so funny. So I remember that. Um, I feel like I also started my period in fifth grade, but now I'm like, am I just combining these I two know, things? I, I know. honestly don't really remember. But for starting my period in those like younger years, I really don't have any horror stories, you know, mm-hmm. like the captain of the football team. Yeah. You know, I think he's coming over to ask me on a date and he's like, uh, what's that on your pants? Yeah. Like, I didn't, don't have you any know, of those. That you read about in teen magazine right, or whatever. Right. You're like, oh, please not me. <laughs> so I didn't have one of those. I do want to share. I do remember that um, when I shared with my mom that I had started my period that she was like really excited for me. And she was like, we should go out to dinner to celebrate. <laughs> Mom, I love you. Great intentions. Yes. I was absolutely horrified. Right. It was like, right. no way are we doing that. Yeah. I don't want dad to know. Yeah, like if to- she maybe wanted to take you for like, you know, a breakfast treat before school or something. <laughs> anyway, so. That's hilarious. Uh, Mom, I love you. I really appreciate the sentiment. I like the positivity. I'm, I'm sorry. I was so horrified and didn't want to go out to dinner to celebrate. So. Oh, that's too funny. Those are some of my memories, okay. Erica. Okay. So I similarly, I think it started in fourth grade for us. Okay. And it was definitely called family life because I remember at the time feeling like that was weird. Like, right. no, just teach us about our own bodies. That's right. really weird. Yes, that can lead to a family, but like, that's not, like, this is weird. I love it. You're already such a rebel. Yeah. So they they split us into similarly like boys and girls, and then you're with a random fourth grade teacher that right. may or may not be yours. Right. And it was like, just I'm a, already not comfortable with you, and we're talking about menstruation right. now. And I do specifically remember it being like, more talked about as something you have to deal with mm. than like, what is the point of having a period? Right. Like what right. the, the bigger picture, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just, I know it was all there, but I feel like it was more just like, Hey, when you, like, like you said, the laundry right. tip, like this is you're how gonna, you manage this horrible thing. You're going to need to rinse thing. out your <laughs> underwear in cold water. And you're like, and okay. Like, you know, when you're a kid and I see this with my kids, like when you're a kid, blood is like something's right. wrong. Something's really wrong. You know? And I just feel like they didn't do quite <laughs> enough to talk about the positive side of menstruation. Um, so there was that. I, I will tell you that I don't remember either when I actually got my first period, but here's why. Because I lied about it later that year and said that I had gotten it because oh. a couple of my friends had gotten it and we'd had all this talk about. I can see that. So like from fourth grade on, I just lied and said that I had my period. So I literally don't know when I started it. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was fifth or sixth grade or like yeah. between the two. Yeah. But then by that point, I couldn't. I, like up. I couldn't say anything except to my mom because right. I hadn't told her that I told all my friends that oh, I had my period. Oh my like to the point where I was bringing like pads in my backpack wow. to school. Oh my god! Because I was just oh. like I was that kid that wanted to be grown up yes. so bad. Like right. anything that was grown up is what I needed to do. So yes. that's I'm just like I mean, little Erica. Right? Could you just tell the truth? Right. I so know. I couldn't even tell you when I started mine. To be honest, that's really funny. <clears throat> okay, let's talk about PMS. All right. Let's let's park here at PMS for a minute. Let's let's talk about it because honestly, I think this is where our our experiences are going to be Differ vastly wildly. different. Yes, I think so too. I I want to know what it looks like for you, what helps, if it's even a big deal for you. Let's let's chat yeah, about this. Yeah, here's the thing. 
I'm not really sure about all of this. Uh, I think the thing is, honestly, I have been on hormonal birth control for the majority mm-hmm. of my adult life. Mm-hmm. So I, I really feel so that like was kind I, of regulated. Yeah, so I really feel like that's probably masking a lot yeah. of potential PMS yeah. symptoms. But then even the times when I have not been on birth control, I haven't felt like I have significant enough or consistent enough symptoms that I can peg it to like, oh, mm-hmm. the week before my period, yeah. this happens. Like yeah. it might be like, oh, I maybe get some cramping, but I don't have, you know, the predictable debilitating yes. cramping that some yeah. people get or even predictable moods yeah things like that where it is maybe is something that if I was really paying attention for a long enough time maybe but it more seems it more seems like it has been something that's like wow I do feel like really emotional or overwhelmed maybe I'm gonna get my period next week right so it's mild enough that like you can just be like well I don't know like not pay as much attention exactly yes so that is really very happy for you on that front and also want to chuck my water bottle at your head (laughs) Because I'm going to tell you what. Buckle up, friends. <laughs> okay. So for me, it's real bad. Um, it hasn't always been, but into my 30s, we could talk about this in a minute, but definitely like into my 30s and now I, it, I've i been diagnosed with PMDD now, which is like the, what is it called? Premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Wow. So where you have literal like extra anxiety and depression that kicks in and usually like 10 to 14 days. Goodness. For, yeah. Like, so it is a whole thing. Um, so in talking to my doctor, I had been on hormonal birth control until we got married mm-hmm. and I was getting really, really bad migraines from it because I ha- also have hormonal migraines and it was not going well together. And I so tried a fun. bunch of different pills and it wasn't working. And so I just got off of those. Um, and so talking to the doctor, she's like, well, some people do birth control at your age. I wouldn't necessarily recommend. I was like, and I don't want to do that because it makes me sick. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, okay, so uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors Mm -hmm. like Prozac can be very helpful with that. So I am now on a low dose of Prozac daily. Some people take it even just during that time for it, but she was recommending that a lower dose throughout the whole month would Mm -hmm. probably be more effective and I'd see more benefits from that. So Mm -hmm. I'm just doing that. That is helping a ton. Good. A ton. And now I could say it feels much more like regular PMS. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll get a little crabby or I'll get a little tired Mm -hmm. or, you know, just very manageable now where truly before I was like not functioning well. Like it was debilitating. Yes. And like really, um, because for me, I get like without meds, I feel like a loose cannon for Mm. 10 days. Like I feel like Mm. any... Like my teeth are on edge. Mm -hmm. Anything can set me over the top. Literally physically irritable, like wanting to crawl out of my Mm -hmm. skin. Um, Very easily irrationally angry. I didn't get as like weepy. It was more like anger Mm -hmm. and irritation, which Mm -hmm. is like actually just kind of how anxiety manifests for me. Um, Yes. And then I also get the really bad menstrual migraines. So Mm. that's helped with that a little bit too. Otherwise, I have to take Imitrex for that. CBD and THC products help a little mm-hmm. bit, just kind of bring everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, since I, I, okay, so what helps is medication mm-hmm. <laughs> as needed um, and just paying closer attention. I think mm-hmm. because it got so much more difficult, I was like, what is going on? Right. Like, 
why do I feel like I a different person for half of the month? And, and so you felt like these <clears throat> symptoms were getting worse kind yes. of over time. You said like yes. it from your thirties kind of as yeah. you approach 40, like for sure. getting worse. Okay. Lots worse. Um, so I really started to pay more attention. Like, do I really hate my whole life or right. is it just PMS? Like what right. is going on? Because they would dramatically change like two or three days into my period wow. where I'd be like, Oh, I, I love everybody and everything again. Like yeah. what is going on? Um, so yeah, I've been using the free Clue app. There's all kinds oh, of apps, okay. but that's the one I've been using um, just to track everything. Okay, and, and that helps with like moods and stuff. Because I actually have been curious about a great way to kind yeah. of track different symptoms, but an yeah. easy way to track moods and more than just like happy, sad. Yeah, like, no, you know there's what a lot I mean? in there. Like a lot there's of like nuance. a paid version that has even more and kind of helps you interpret some of it. Okay. But this was just, and I think you might use that if you were like trying to conceive right. or something, but... This is just a good way for me to kind of keep track mm-hmm. and see. Um, and then it's like I, I, it's like it didn't dawn on me for a long time to try to then schedule my life accordingly. Oh, like, right. I don't make social mm-hmm. engagements if I can help it, like mm-hmm. that time of the month. Because mm-hmm. I'll feel really great other times of the month that I make yeah. all these plans and they gotcha. all happen to fall. Like, right. you know, like two and weeks the, later. Right. And then I've just realized like that is really, I can't. I need to just lower the bar for myself yeah. that time of month. And I feel like that's not something we're taught, mm-hmm. like how to work our cycle into our life. Yeah. Even, you know, it's like, just keep powering on. Yeah. You're bleeding for seven right. days. It's that fine. That could have been great in fourth and fifth grade. Like, right. Sometimes you're not going to feel as social. Right. Maybe how about you just that? need to Instead read a book, wash like, your underwear wash out with cold water, underwear. which I mean, was a helpful tip. Yes. And but I let's, have let's used talk it about often. the emotional health side of things. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been trying to do that even down to like this semester, I finally realized like scheduling our homeschool weeks differently yeah. during like those couple days leading up to and the first couple days of to where like, okay, we're taking a break from maybe some of our book work and doing a few more things on the iPad mm-hmm. or we're doing, you know, that's not the week for an involved project that requires a lot right. of patience from me. Right. <laughs> Even though sometimes I, I think you can tend to be like, oh, well, I don't want to do the boring book work this week. I want to, mm. you know, let's just, it's a hard week. Like, let's just have fun. But sometimes that stuff requires more of yes. you, like gathering the supplies, all that kind yes. of stuff. So I'm just learning the very hard way <laughs> how to schedule around that. But but truly, medication has been a game changer. And I think I will say this, too, to people that are struggling with maybe something similar. I think the fact that it was related to my cycle made me take longer to go get help. Right. Because it would just like, like this feel, is just then you got PMS it, you and I can't better. handle it. Yeah. Or you feel better. And so you mm-hmm. don't like until it got bad enough where I was like, no, this is really impacting my life, mm-hmm. you know, Um yeah, don't just think that you have PMS that you're being a baby about. Like right. you, if it's affecting your life, go get some help. Yes. So, And you just went to like, first of all, just your general yeah. GP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And had talked about it in therapy too. And, you know, different life things, mm-hmm. setting yourself up for success kind of stuff with mm-hmm. that. But um, so with those tools, but yeah, I would say after like, well, it's been since early November. So for sure, after like two months, it was a game changer. Wow. So oh, I'm so happy yeah, for you. Yeah. I'm proud of you for going to get that help. Thank I, you. I do feel like as 
women and and it just goes to how we were even taught about our periods where it's almost just like well here's this thing that you're gonna have yep it's gonna suck and you just got to deal with it and it's like no actually and we are getting to a point where women are saying no that there are things that could help me and yes I'm gonna have Mm -hmm. this but it doesn't have to be horrible and there's either medication or these different things and like you said like it is totally fine to as much as you can schedule your life around it if you do have symptoms and it's impacting you even your work like not expecting that that's when you're going to start a whole brand new project if you can you know like trying to be mindful of those things as much as they're in your control Mm -hmm. which I feel like is like yeah duh why Mm -hmm. have we not been taught how to do that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think it's like one of those things like childbirth or pregnancy too where it's a common experience for so many women that and because it's women not men Mm -hmm. let's be real clear about Mm -hmm. that that it's just like you're just supposed to shut up and deal. Mm-hmm. Like everybody everybody has it. Don't right. worry about it. Right. Well, everybody having it doesn't mean it's not hard. Right. You know? Or there's like so many different experiences yes. within that that need to be treated in different ways. Yeah. Okay. So let's – how has your period changed over time then? I kind of touched on mine a little bit, but how about for you? Have you noticed well, changes? For me, I would say it has always been inconsistent. So it's been consistently inconsistent. So I am definitely not one of those people, although it would really match my personality. What was like every 28 (laughs) days, I have my period. It lasts for five days and I know just what we need. And I'm always an app. Maybe it's maybe it's more regular than you even realize. Maybe so. So I just, the, my cycle length has always varied, Mm -hmm. has always been a little bit on the a little bit longer side, mm-hmm. but like I said, just, just varies. Um, and then it has been, has been interesting during the times when I was wanting to get pregnant, mm-hmm. I would track my cycle mm-hmm. and would use the fertility awareness method where you're taking your temperature mm-hmm. at the beginning, like first thing mm-hmm. when you wake up and then tracking your temperature and you can really see where you are in the different phases of your cycle from that. And that was so fascinating and mm-hmm. so eye opening to me, just knowing about your body and just, I loved the data of yeah. it and getting that little insight. And so So for me too, it was also really fascinating because, you know, like the textbook cycle is, you know, the first two weeks in this phase Mm -hmm. and then ovulation Mm -hmm. and then the next two weeks or whatever in this phase. And mine, mine is not that way. My cycle is both a little bit longer and my ovulation time is kind of off too. And without taking my temperature and kind of doing those things, I, I would never have known that. So that was really interesting. And I will say, I learned all of that from the book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility, which I highly recommend that really every woman read. It really is, Mm -hmm. it is focused on getting pregnant, but it explained how my body works. and, And like you said, what the whole just biological purpose of a period is and what your body's doing. I just found that so fascinating, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I feel like I didn't, really truly learn and maybe it's just because it's kind of too much when you're a kid to like take in and you have this like incentive to learn when you're trying to conceive Mm -hmm. but yeah I feel like I didn't really learn what all that was like the different discharge what that all means I'm like Wait, what? Right. This whole life, I thought it was just gross. Right. Like, I didn't know. I'm like, yes. what's, what's the matter with me right yes. now? Yes. And, you know, totally. like, that's just, it's messed up that we don't learn yes. that. Or maybe we did, like I said, and we just can't right. process yet. <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, 
Yes. So inconsistency, I will say, Mm -hmm. but then also just so affected by the birth control that I've been in. Obviously super consistent when I was on the pill. Right. I did have for a time tried a copper IUD, so a non-hormonal IUD. It did not work for me during that time. I basically had a continual period for weeks. That is the opposite of what anybody wants. (laughs) Right. So that unfortunately did not work for me. And then on hormonal IUDs, your period just kind of disappears after a while, which is very convenient in many ways. Although I will say I do almost kind of miss the just being in tune with my body. Yeah. Yeah. And so I... It's like a regular check-in, like, okay, everything's kind of going how it should be going. I don't know. It just feels like like it should be going through its cycles. Mm -hmm. It should be doing its Mm -hmm. thing. So I feel like I haven't found a happy medium between those things where it's like, don't want any more babies. Right. Um, that's a whole nother episode, right? The whole, birth control it's whole, situation. It's a whole nother, it's a whole nother <laughs> It's topic. a whole nother embarrassing episode. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, okay. that is kind of where I'm coming from. Yeah. I, like I pretty much shared my, I would say it turned from PMS to notable PMDD. Um, or maybe I just became more aware and got mm-hmm. to know myself better in my thirties mm-hmm. and forties. And I will say having kids mm-hmm. made, how bad those symptoms really were very obvious yeah. when like like the irritability and the overstimulation and you know sure. an adult can learn to stay away from you and leave you alone a little bit right. or not push buttons but yes. kids are not kids, kids will hold you, up a mirror you can't just retreat yeah. to yeah. the sound machine room right or so you maybe can, but. so maybe it was worse but kids really highlighted how yeah. bad it was um yeah i would say my flow in general has gotten heavier and a little less predictable so fun so fun right so fun. Although weirdly, I feel like that is improved with Prozac too, but oh, that could be a placebo effect. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And what about any insight into the, do you have predictable length? Like, can you really predict your I'm, period? I am. Well? Now that I'm paying more attention, it is pretty much like 28 to 30 days. Okay. It's pretty spot on. Okay. So textbook takes a few months to figure out like, what is the average, you know, cause you could be right. And I think it's really hard because you you don't take into account as you're kind of just mentally thinking about when it's supposed to be there, like the difference in months right. and the length. The 31 days yeah. versus the 30 yeah. versus Yeah, so you're just like, wait a minute, last month, like, right. okay, but that's not exactly right. 30 days. So Yes, I, I do really feel like that is where an app can be so yeah. helpful. And there's just so many now. I, I mean, I was thinking about this just as we were making this outline. And I think just as I said, I'm so thankful to be living in this time where this is now in conversation. Yeah. There is much less embarrassment, shame, just keeping it secret. Yeah. And, it's like and a just normal part of life, right? Yes. Okay. The most, one of the most fundamental parts of life, you might say. You, <laughs> one might say, <laughs> and one would be completely accurate. <laughs> okay. Let's talk products. All right. What do you use currently for that time of the month? What have you tried? What do you want to try? I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. I have as many well. questions. <laughs> many, so many. Let's questions. dwell here for okay. a while, friend. Let's, let's do. Actually, I have to share. We actually started getting into this on our like podcast oh, creative God. retreat, and we were like, "We got to bring this to the people." <laughs> we did. We were crying, laughing yes. already in our conversation. Yes. So this should be <laughs> yes revealing and entertaining, uh, friends. Okay. So, um, let's see, I will say, I think for most of my life before the present day, like explosion of different products, I was actually pretty loyal to the OB non-applicator tampons. 
All right. Erica's already giving me the finger. (laughs) Well, not that finger. (laughs) She's pointing at me. She's giving me the finger. I just have thoughts, but I'll let you continue. Okay. So uh, what I liked about them, they are teeny tiny, so very discreet. Yes. Like just like slip it Uh it into your pocket. And I really liked the less waste. I was even like into that as as a teenager. I was like, I liked that there wasn't like the plastic or the whatever. I will say what what will be like a marker of my, you know, I don't know, young girlhood or whatever. When I first got my period, uh, I do feel like the brand that my mom always had was just Tampax with the yeah. cardboard applicator. Yeah. So that definitely like brings back nostalgia. <laughs> could always find a <laughs> good old nostalgic always, tampon. Could always find a box of those <laughs> in my mom's okay. uh, bathroom. So um, did your mom teach you how to use tampons right away? Okay. Or did you have a pad phase? Cause I definitely had a pad phase. Oh, <sighs> This is really tough. But, I oh, really I really it. should have consulted Vivian on this. So I'm going to have a conversation yeah. with her after this. Yeah. <laughs> and I know she listens to the podcast. So <laughs> mom, when you hear this, please call me. Let's let's chat. <laughs> please help me remember what we did. I'm assuming so. But I honestly feel like pretty quickly I made that switch because I was like, yeah, I do not like this big thick thing. Yeah. In my crotch, yeah, it feels very diaper, conspicuous. Situation. <laughs> the whole diaper situation did not care for. So I do feel like I made that. Honestly, I might have just read the little instruction. I have book. a traumatic switch. That's why I remember. But I might otherwise <laughs> okay. feel the same way. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I feel like I kind of caught on and okay. just didn't look back after that. Okay. So more recently, I have tried a few of the trendier products. I have tried the Flex Menstrual Disc. Me as well. So it kind of looks like a big condom. Yeah. To be honest. it's disposable. Yeah. It's disposable. So it's like a silicone ring and then has kind of a, like a, a little bit of a plastic attached to it. It's really not as big as a condom now that I think about it. It's not as like long <laughs> as a exactly. condom. <laughs> exactly. But so anyway, so you can fit that in up kind of around your cervix and then it's catching all of your flow. And I think you only have to change it every 12 hours. Yeah. So that's really nice. I did not, lo- I just didn't like the waste part of it. Okay. Which, cause you you're know, still throwing it away. That's yeah. That's a you're thing using less than tampons, using less, but-, but then yeah. And then like throwing away this plasticky thing, who knows, maybe that's not as bad as like flushing these cotton right, right. things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like to think about all of it. Um, so liked that. Okay. Didn't love the way. So currently I have been trying out one of these silicone menstrual cups. I got two of the June menstrual cups. Okay. I got influenced by an Instagram ad. They're had been reusable. wanting to try it, mm-hmm. but yes. So these menstrual cups. So again, I like that you can wear it for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I like that there's no waste. Um, I'm still a little confused on the whole process. The mess. The mess. Okay. And, <laughs> and let is, me yes. let me also say this. I just feel like there is also quite a learning curve, both for yeah. insertion. Which that's a hard thing to do a learning curve on. You yes. don't want to mess with it. No. Yes. So that feels tricky. It definitely took me, I would say, several times um, to really be able to <laughs> Get insert it, it correctly. Uh-huh. And then I also had a couple of times where I had it inserted but then randomly, like an hour or two later, I'd be like, <laughs> it's 
that in and it had somehow shifted and luckily i was in a place where i could immediately address that yes but that was a little concerning yes uh just in terms of like not comfortable i mean i wasn't like concerned for my health or anything right right but you're like um (laughs) no i like i don't think it's gonna do the trick anymore i took care of that it is not secure so that just feels tricky okay and so here here's kind of the other thing (laughs) here's the fact of the matter Yes. If you're using a menstrual cup, then you are removing this little silicone cup of your menstrual flow. (laughs) (laughs) Menstrual material. And then what? And then what? (laughs) So you can pour it into the toilet, but you are not left with a clean menstrual cup. Or hand. Or hand. (laughs) Let's be real. And this... This is where I am. Exactly. This is where I am. Exactly. Sitting on the toilet with this <laughs> menstrual cup. Which that feels is not like clean. to me you could only really do it at home. What are you I, gonna do? I do, Go rinse I do it not know sink? how I would do this in one of like the work bathroom stalls. That's what I'm saying. Or like traveling. What are you gonna do? I mean, I I guess you just time it because you only need to change it every twelve hours. So I guess you try to do you time have a it. spare? So that I you do. could just maybe like wrap that one up in something yes. like a plastic bag. And maybe and that's then... the thing. Maybe there's a special is this, little Is this travel. what people do? I would like to know what people do. I think we're going to get a lot of listener feedback. I really I, need I think it. a lot of our listeners have probably figured this out. Um, so yeah, that is the tricky thing. Also for me in my, in my bathroom, I have the little, you know, separate yeah. water closet. Mm-hmm. So then I got to somehow <laughs> kind of get myself dressed to then... <laughs> Dart out or you to the out with your dart out to the your sink ankle. and hope not to like not that Chris would be but that's not bothered cute. but yeah. I just you know can I just do this in private right, right now okay because those are the moments they walk oh, in oh every yeah time. sure they want to come have a budget meeting yeah. or you know and I'm like no <laughs> do you see what I'm holding do okay. you know what this is step back <laughs> look away. <laughs> Oh, so okay that's kind of where i am on the menstrual cup some pros some cons okay Erica. all right i have my i have thoughts both on what you have said and my own to share okay so i will tell you number one that ob actually is nostalgia for me mm. because that's what my mom used oh. and i was so grossed out by it because she was just putting her finger up there <laughs> and i was and me and my sister both just we laugh about this so hard now <laughs> like that is nasty. What is like? We thought it was so gross when we were kids. Now it's like, you know, as you get older, you do a lot of nasty things. Like, right. you know, you're so you, you you're so like proper when you're a right. kid, right? Oh my god! So it's not as nasty to me anymore. I get it. But here's my issue. All right. Both with the OB. All right. And I had the issue when I tried to use OB because that was what my mom had. So sometimes, you know, I ran out of my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think I have very short fingers and or a very long canal. (laughs) Short fingers and a long vagina. (laughs) That is two very bad combinations. That's a very bad combination. (laughs) Can we get a little graphic? It's not it's not making it all you the way know, up there. You folks. knew this was gonna get real when it was my turn. It's I'm telling you, I have tried the flex cups. I cannot get it all the way in. Like just the mechanics of it. The don't mechanics. Work. I'm telling you, I have tried. I have sweat in my little water closet. And you're like hunched over. It's, a, it's not a natural position. No. And they're like, okay, you you fold it up. Oh, yeah. Like a little like a little taquito. That's right. The folding. And you and you put it up there. You and then it's just supposed to like pop 
pop over your cervix. Well, I can't get it past whatever point you're popping. I'm using my longest finger, which is my middle finger. (laughs) And I'm like scraping my insides. How do you people get these in? Oh God! Okay, I and I have long nails. This is a situation. I'm gonna puncture the condom part. That is a situation. (laughs) You don't want any. You don't want any holes in that. No. So okay. So that is that is one thing. I literally have a very hard time getting it in. All right. Which sounds a little bit like I'm bragging. Like I have a very (laughs) like. But I'm telling you, it's a problem. And then. And then the cup, yeah, same thing. What do I do? Go rinse it in the public bathroom sink? Yeah. What I, if you're on a heavy flow day and 12, it doesn't make it 12 hours? I, yeah, listeners, please tell us. And like, I, here's the other thing. This all feels very high stakes to try something new. Yeah. If I try a new foundation and right. I don't like it, okay. Right. But like, if I try a cervical cup or some other That's form, right. like, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to tell you right now, I stick with my trusty Tampax original with the cardboard. All right. Classic. Because here's another thing. Tampax. I have a bone to pick. Oh, okay. Tampax Pearl. Mm, like okay. the newer Tampax yeah. that, I don't know, it has a braided string, which, <laughs> come now. <laughs> that braid is not going to do much if I, like, anyways. Uh, it has that. It has the plastic applicator. Right. I don't like the plastic. I do feel like the cardboard's a little more environmentally friendly. Okay. Yeah. But also, do you feel like plastic applicators are a little pinchy? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. If one of those little triangles bends the wrong way, <gasps> that's like a shark tooth in there. I'm telling you. Watch out. Your labia will be <laughs> caught up gosh. and it will be a situation. I couldn't find, like, okay, this is another. <laughs> I mean, this is, we're going here, friends. So during the pandemic, there was like a shortage on everything at first, right? Because people were panic buying. So I couldn't find my trusty soft cotton cardboard Tampax original. So I was getting pearls. And I'm telling you, I sustained some injuries. Some internal Because I also really wasn't used to using them. So I'm like, I mean, ouch, every time. So we need help with the alternative methods. Okay. What about this now? Okay. The period undies. Okay, I'm so glad that you brought this up. I I am both intrigued, disgusted, skeptical. Think they might be good for kids, especially. Okay. Okay. Do we use it as a primary? They say you can as a primary form yeah, of protection. I feel, that makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like it can only be like a panty liner situation. Like you can't just, just It sounds squishy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, but granted, neither of us have used them. Okay, here here is so far my experience of not having used them, um, but being intrigued. So I have been hearing about these for years and just felt like there's no way that can work. Are right. people using this? But then, you know, a few months ago, I was like getting these menstrual cups. I was kind of, I guess it was after I had, I was starting to get my period back after May. So it's like, all right, I'm yeah. re-entering yes. the, the, the world of menstruation. Exactly. What's, what's new around here? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, talked with some of my friends. It was like, what about these period underwear wanting to get a response? It was like, oh yeah, that's crazy. And, and so many of my friends were like, oh yeah, I totally use those. So I have heard from friends saying that they use them in combination with like okay. a tampon or, or a menstrual cup on their heavy days when they might be getting 
some leaking, spotting, whatever. So it's like an extra gotcha. method of protection. So, well, I'll tell you what, if I can ever get a menstrual cup or a disc up there, I would definitely use it on top of that because I right. don't trust it. There you go. I don't trust yes, exactly. it yet. I don't know if it's how firmly it's lodged. So, yeah, that sounds like a good, I feel like that sounds okay. like a good solution. I think for me, like personally with my period, well, first of all, I basically have almost a non-existent flow now anyway, because I am on an IUD, right. but I don't think I've ever had such a heavy flow. Like I mm-hmm. just really didn't have issues with leaking. So I think that's for me where it's just like, I actually don't think right. I have the situation where I really need this. I've heard I've heard people like them for like a preteen just starting okay, off because yeah. they have a hard time. There's right. a lot of staining when you're first starting. Gotcha. As alluded to by Miss Fry. Yes. She was like, um, girls, right. get your situation under control. Thing. And also maybe like nighttime. Okay. Like just more comfy. But yeah. Like gotcha. where does it all go? It's like a And how can step. it possibly all wash out? It's apparently very magical. So yeah, I would be I'm not opposed to trying. I would it. be super curious to hear from listeners what brand of these you like, like in what situations you use mm-hmm. them. Um, so yeah, we're, we're intrigued. We're- and also as mothers of girls now, yeah, you too. That's right. Newly, newly joined mm-hmm. in the club. I would like to know, like in this day and age, right? I would like to step it up from what our moms did. <laughs> Not that they didn't do their best, but right. like, what right. are you doing for your kids? We what have are you some using? more tools. Yeah. Our- we'll talk about this in a second, but like, I, I want to know about products. Right. Please DM yes. us. Shoot us a message yes. about, com- about yes. products. I'm I'm super in- I'm super intrigued by this. Yeah. Okay. So how? Bring, speaking of, how have you talked to your kids about periods, menstruation? Well, so far, I definitely have had conversations with the boys several times, mm-hmm. just trying to like we've talked about before. These are the kinds of things that aren't a one-time yes. talk, but it's an ongoing conversation. Which I think that's a big change from how we grew up. Yes. It was, and I think that that's what allows kids to maybe absorb the information better if I it's not so just too. like one-time the horrifying talk. conversation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so have tried to talk to them about that. We have been fairly pretty frank about where babies come from. And so mm-hmm. I think based on that, it was kind of easier to say, you know, then like this is what's happening in my body. And when I'm not having a baby, mm-hmm. then this is what's happening. So I use like a tampon and it, you know, catches any blood or flow, mm-hmm. but it's not hurting me mm-hmm. and I'm fine. So just some awareness around that. Yeah. I will say I'm just kind of thinking about, I think just having had Maeve and then having breastfed for so long, I really have had a long time without a period. And so without having that, I haven't had as many opportunities. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't come to mind as much. I really like the advice that I read on Cup of Joe about just having that awareness for your kids, whether they're boys Mm -hmm. or girls. Mm -hmm. And I like one simple way that she did that is just like if she was with her kids and like at home or something and just needed to change her tampon, she would just be like, oh, I'll be right back. I've just got to go change my tampon. Yeah. Just like, like it's just everyday thing. Just like I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I got to go blow my nose or whatever. Yeah. So I really, really like that. I I like thinking about raising boys who are going to have that mm-hmm. awareness, mm-hmm. Um, who that if they have a friend or a girlfriend or something mm-hmm. will be that person to be like, oh, well, let's go what find do you, you a tampon yeah. or, you yeah. know, whatever, and just be supportive right. and understanding. Right. So that does, that feels really important. Um, one thing that was something that we heard from book club friends. And I wonder if you have thought about this. One of our book club friends 
One of our book club friends shared the advice that she heard was that when your daughter gets her period of one way to like make that special is like to pass on a piece of your jewelry to her. uh Like, you know, just like, you know, something maybe that- Welcome to womanhood kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I have thought of that advice and that's kind of like in the back of my mind for Maeve one day. That's Mm -hmm. cute. Um, So so this is how, yes, we've always been very open about how bodies work, what parts are called, you know, that I think it kind of starts with that, Mm -hmm. right? As they're very little. And, you know, especially with my girls being adopted, we've had, it, it's never been a sufficient answer to be like, well, mommy and daddy were in love and we made a baby. And it's like, oh, but you were in your birth mother's belly. Well, how did I get there? Mm -hmm. And how did, like, we've had to have a little bit more. Um, explicit conversations earlier than maybe some people might. But so we had already kind of laid that groundwork. And then I don't think I've told this story on the podcast before, but it's a good one, even if I have. So then Julia was probably about four and Vanessa was five. And we were at the airport going to Wisconsin. And it was literally the busiest I've ever seen the Phoenix airport, of course. Yep. It was July. So it's still, it's still real warm Oof. in the airport. Even the yes. sun's beaten in. Like it's just, yes. it's just a sweaty thing to travel <laughs> in Phoenix. Um, Jeremiah was with me, but I, the girls were at that age where you couldn't really quite send them in their own yes. stall or Vanessa could, but Julia kind of couldn't. And of course I had my period, like the worst day of, of it, course. you know, that's how it goes too. So I, and they're cute. Cause we've even from little on, like you know, they would be uncomfortable with all of us in the bathroom together. And we'd be like, well, just turn around, give your sister some privacy. Cause like, sorry, you got to be in here. I can't let you free range. So they were good about that. So Vanessa was staying with Jeremiah and I had Julia in the bathroom with me and it was so crowded, like people everywhere. All the stalls (laughs) were full. Everybody was waiting in line. We finally get in there and I had to change my tampon before we got on the plane. There was no, there was no way around it. Yeah. And so She's like, I'll give you privacy, mommy. And she turns around and I'm going to the bathroom and I'm unwrapping a tampon. And she's like, loud as can be. Are you having a snack? Because <laughs> she hears like the plastic ru- the paper rustling. Yes. And I was like, just, you know, so I'm just trying to quietly, but also not shame her and right, answer like, right. honestly, you right. know, so I'm like, okay, this is a moment. This is where she's learning Teachable about periods. Moment. I can't just be like, hush, you know? <laughs> so I was like, no, mommy just has her period. And so I'm taking care of that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about it when we get out. And then she was like what's a period? (laughs) Loud, loud, loud. And I'm like, (sighs) in one sentence, how do I do this real quick? As I'm trying to put in said tampon. And meanwhile, yeah, you're not wearing pants. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) I'd like to have pants on for this conversation. You're just like looking up like, really universe? Like I'm ready to have this, but now. I think my backpack was still on my Uh -uh. back because there's like nowhere to put it. with hovering. (laughs) So I say to her, Something along the lines of, well, when mommy's bodies are getting ready to have a baby, but they're not having a baby, then some blood comes out that was to take, help take care of the baby. Oh and and so then she's horrified. So she turns around with huge eyes and she's like, you're bleeding? Like, thinks that I'm injured. That's right. As I am inserting the tampon and we're just looking <laughs> Looking each like other in eye contact, yep. like here it is, here it all is, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I, and I am telling you, I can hear people giggling because we are in the very middle of the bath. Like it is, oh, I was sweating oh, so hard. I'm sure, I come out of the bathroom and Jeremiah is like, "What is the matter?" I'm like, "We'll talk about it later." <laughs> Just like I cannot believe this is my life right now. <laughs> 
So that is how we started talking about periods and continued from there very honestly. Um, (laughs) It's a good one. It's one for the baby book. It's a great one. Uh, We talk about it a lot in school now, like as which is actually kind of nice because it provides like this academic buffer. Like I'm just teaching you health about your body, you know, and so. a few resources that I love that we'll link to also are the American Girl, Care and Keeping mm. of You. And I know even like our generation or a little younger, um, that book had first come out and since has been revised a little bit. But those are great. I would not do what I think a lot of moms did in the 90s, which is just hand that right. to your child. I would sit and talk about it. And, you know, it covers everything from like good hand washing and face washing to mm-hmm. deodorant to periods, all the things. Um <clears throat> The other books that are great for all of this kind of stuff is by, they're by Robbie Harris and it's called, depending on the age, um, it's not the stork, it's perfectly normal and it's so amazing. So like they're broken down kind of by age and you can progress through them also. And those Mm -hmm. are just great about all things reproductive health. Um, I have another funny story for you. I'm ready for it. In terms of how we talk to our kids, which I felt really proud of. So we went to the doctor and, um, the, the doctor was just like their yearly checkup, mm-hmm. their most recent one. And the doctor was just talking about like signs of puberty with mm-hmm. them and breast buds and, you know, just a very matter of mm-hmm. fact, which I loved how mm-hmm. she handled it. Julia was not phased at all. Mm-hmm. Vanessa was mortified mm-hmm. and just, that's just her personality. So we get out of the doctor and she's like tearing up, like oh. really, you know, yeah. and, and the doctor said like, there's a couple books you might want to read with mommy that are really good. And she was like, can we go to the bookstore? Like she wanted to immediately get the book. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, we can do that. I said, what's the matter? And she's like, well, I just, I'm just not, I just didn't think it'd be all ready. Like I'm, I'm not ready to get my period. I'm so young. <laughs> it was like, it was like, I'm too young to die. And it was so funny. I was like, well, what's scary about it for you? Mm-hmm. I said, it's, I promise it's not a scary thing, but what, what feels scary right now? And she's like, well, I don't know what to do with that, just bleeding around. And, I, and it was so funny because Julia goes, Vanessa, it's not like mommy's just going to throw tampons at you and run away. She's going to help you. Aww. And I was like, I love that they knew that tampons were for that. Yeah. I love that she was like, I mean, clearly mom will help you. Right. Don't worry about yeah. it. So it was just Aww. cute and hilarious. And they're yes. just, they're so funny. Aww. They're at such great ages for like, it. You're so. going to be okay, gal. I got you. Yeah. We I just talk you. about it a lot in conversation or I try to say things like, you know, if I have a headache or something and mm-hmm. it's from that to just say, so they can know to expect that mm-hmm. when they get it. Like, yeah, sometimes that happens and mm-hmm. it's okay. Nothing's wrong with you. Yeah. So Aww. I'm sweating just telling that Phoenix plane story. <laughs> I know. I'm taking my coat off. Please do. <laughs> The doozy. Okay. Do you have any other funny period stories? Oh, man. I I do not have any really funny stories, but a couple of stories that just kind of stand out. I do remember needing to ask, I believe it was my ninth grade English teacher, Mrs. A. Bear, mm-hmm. for any friends that I went to high school with who <laughs> will remember her, who was a really wonderful, like just one of those English teachers that you just always remember and always remember the books that you read and kind of that partially inspired me to be a writer. I, yeah, I needed, I needed a tampon, didn't have one. So I, you know, knew I could probably talk to her. So went over and like quietly asked and she was like, yes. And, and she said, yes, but no applicator. And I had never used a tampon without Uh applicator. Uh So I honestly was just like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but (laughs) okay, I really need one. So yeah, yeah, give it to me. I'll figure it out. So then, yeah, she handed me 
the little tiny OB. Uh, so that's what started you on your OB exactly. journey. <laughs> and I guess I went and figured it out in the girl's bathroom. <laughs> You're like, and, well, I know it goes up there. So. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, honestly, that maybe, you know, um, looked up to Mrs. Bear. I was like, well, if these tampons are good enough <laughs> good for enough her. Good enough for her. Exactly. Enough. <laughs> yeah. So I remember that. And then also... In my adult life, the experience with the loudest tampons ever. So <laughs> I so I would keep tampons in my work desk drawer, yeah. you know, for just in case. And I decided to try a, a different tampon. I got some seventh generation tampons being like, you know, organic and yeah. less waste and yeah. not bleached and whatever. Well, I just remember going to get one to try to secret it in my pocket. It was like the crinkliest <laughs> paper it's like a tortilla ever. chip bag. exactly and i'm trying to like put it in my work pant and on the way to the bathroom just like i'm like oh my gosh i think i threw away the rest of the box i was so angry you're like why it, yeah it was why? like of did all you the not include materials? this in part of your consumer testing right like how easy it is to conceal right so i was very angry i think i even might have written them a angry email i was, I was like really upset i'd like to make a suggestion yeah so maybe don't use tin foil directly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I have a couple one, a couple of other funny stories about the period. So the reason I so vividly and traumatically remember switching from pads to tampons is I remember my mom telling me you're not ready for tampons. Oh, okay. Like almost like it was a little inappropriate. Like it's right. an adult thing. Yeah. Like just don't worry about it. Right. I'll let you know when you're ready. And I'm oh. like, okay. And I, yeah, hated pads. Mm-hmm. Well, I had been reading up on tampons mm-hmm. in the bathroom, like my mom's instruction manual. Right, right? We did and not have the internet no. to consult. So I had been like trying to figure this out because she hadn't told me yet how to uh-huh. use them. Well, then I went swimming at a friend's house and got Ooh. my period. Ooh. Well, she was on the swim team. And I think, I mean, I think I was like a freshman in high school at mm-hmm. this point. So she was on the swim team. And she's like, oh, I have a tampon. It's not, you know, it's no big deal. She was great about it. Like, she's Mm -hmm. my no-nonsense friend. I still hang out with her. I will never forget. So she gave it to me, and it was a super. Okay. And then I went swimming with it. Okay. And as we have established, I have a tiny vagina. (laughs) A long but thin vagina. So I got home, and I am not kidding you, it was stuck. Like... Oh my and it gosh. probably wasn't really now, but like if you've never worn one before and then you wear oh a big one, gosh, yes. it felt like I'm going to rip my whole insides out if I take this. Oh so I was in the gosh. bathroom for like seriously like a half hour and I didn't oh want to tell my mom because oh, she had she kind of told me ready. that. Yeah. So I'm in the bathroom just like freaking out oh and she, gosh. you know, eventually comes and knocks on the door and she's like, uh, are right. you okay? And so I like have to tell her through the door what happened and she's like, okay, why don't. She's like, I promise, I know it feels uncomfortable, but I promise you won't damage anything pulling mm-hmm. it out. You just really got to pull down on it. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't. It's really stuck, mom. Like panicky. So she's like, run yourself a hot bath. Get in the bath and relax everything. Oh the water gosh. might make it easier to come out. Like just, you can do it. Yeah. I could not do it. You couldn't. My mom had to come pull it out <gasps> in the bathtub. Oh. Trauma. Trauma uh, for both of us, for, probably for Erica and for Carol. I'm sorry, Carol, that I just told that story because I know you will not like it. <laughs> but I will never forget the first time I wore a tampon. Erica, <laughs> we're putting it all out there, friends. That is traumatic. That is traumatic. Isn't it? 
yes that's horrible definitively and i remember just crying she's like i promise it'll be okay you gotta relax like just it felt like i was giving birth oh erica (laughs) oh my gosh that's a situation that really is i've never heard that story about you before i feel like this This is is like you're learning a lot about me (laughs) my main hope is that rob blasco is not listening (laughs) dad let us know avert your ears let us know um okay the other thing this is not quite as funny it'll probably be a letdown after that one but the other thing is i i remember this specific like in your 30s things getting more intense because i was teaching i was teaching third grade at the time had khaki work pants on okay and i was not typically like a very heavy flow person Mm -hmm. like i didn't have those days where you're like oh crap right just had my normal normal routine my normal tampon in going about my day teaching math and i am when i tell you that the floodgates released <laughs> and the panic, like, what do you actually do? I am in front of a classroom full of nine-year-olds. Oh my god! And it is not close to lunchtime or anything. So I literally had to go, I mean, and it was like bad. Like, oh I don't know what was going on. So I had to, <laughs> I like sidled my way out of the classroom <laughs> to the neighboring teacher's classroom. And I told her what happened. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go home. Like, I gotta go. Like, like right now. So she just had, to, and we did have like a joining classroom. Yeah. So she just opened, she's like, it's fine. I'll take them to PE. And mm-hmm. it was like 15 minutes away. She's like, just open the door uh-huh. and go. Like, oh don't even, because I grabbed my purse and I'm like, I'm out. So I remember getting home, <laughs> getting home and Jeremiah worked from home. Uh-huh. And he has this particularly bad habit. It's, it's out of care. But if something is wrong and you don't really want to talk about it. He's like, what? 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 Right. So I come flying in the door like a bat out of hell yeah. with blood all over my pants. Like, oh I'm telling gosh. you, like, and I had nothing to put down in the car. Like, it was a oh my massacre. And I come flying in the door and I have, like, two minutes to put something else on because I have to go back to work. There are children in my care. So he's, and he is following me oh around gosh. the house because he thinks there's like a medical emergency. Right, or something. He's like, right. Erica, what is wrong? Oh what is going gosh. on? And I'm like, I bled to death in front of a classroom of nine-year-olds and I just need to change my pants. Quit talking to me about it. He's like, oh, oh, do you need anything? Can I get you anything? I'm like, I mean, I just want to die. I want to stay here and die. And then oh I get, gosh. I get back to school. And there's this one particularly little sassy girl, Madison. And she's like, why do you have different pants on? I said, don't. So observant. The other ones were uncomfortable and I went home and changed. Mind your business, Madison. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I've had some trauma. I've had some trauma. You really have. Oh my gosh. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a journey. <laughs> That you're that we're still so on. I think that's why I'm a little bit scared too to like try something new because I'm like right and again what if the cup what if the cup or the, the cup or the disc underwear gets stuck up there no I hear you with these short fingers let me ask you this how is Jeremiah in terms of like if he needs to go get you tampons or anything like that is he like he comfortable is, yes. doing that okay. he is amazing about that which so is Chris. honestly for being raised with all boys mm-hmm. I think it's just because we've been together so long yeah like when right when he was probably learning about all that we were already together so um he's really really good about that he's just not always so good about like like he doesn't take the hint easily like Mm. i said like if it's just like i gotta go to the bathroom he'll be like you just went right something else is going on something else is going on yeah like just he's just just like when i came out of the airport bathroom like hounding me for an explanation of what happened i'm like i don't even 
I'm still processing. I don't know. I don't know what just happened in there. (laughs) I said, I did say something to him at that point. I think like, well, she knows what periods are and I don't know. I guess we're going to talk about it all the way to Wisconsin. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, but he's very, yeah, very good about like going to get some chocolate, going to pick up Mm. some supplies. Yes. Very good. Chris is the same way. Like he can check out with just a big carton of yep. the super plus tampons yep. and not bat an eye. Mm-hmm. So I'm very appreciative mm-hmm. of that. Very supportive and understanding and thankful to have someone who is, yeah, interested enough to like know what's going on and care and yeah. be the supportive person yeah. that we know as, as much as they can understand. It. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Well, you are welcome, friends. That lifted my spirits. It did lift my spirits as well. We are going to move on to what we are currently obsessed with. Okay. I've kind of got a twofer All right. in this. So it is both a quick and delicious dessert, and it is best paired with a show that we oh, are enjoying lately. Okay. And you know, I very rarely yes, have shows I'm that I'm enjoying. I'm excited about this. So the quick and delicious dessert is either the Trader Joe's brand or the Kodiak brand dark chocolate like instant muffin in a cup. Yes. Have you seen yes. those? It's I like love a the little, muffin in a cup. yeah, that's like in the little like instant oatmeal mm-hmm. cup. So anyway, you just tear off the top. There's already the dry mix in there. You put some water or some milk, mix it up, and then just microwave it mm-hmm. for like quick little mug cake. Absolutely love those. And I feel like I'll get them sometimes like a little weekend yeah. treat or something for us. I did discover something this weekend that when I was making it, I think it comes out even better if you let it sit for a little yeah. bit and like really let the you know, soak it all exactly. Up. So that really helps. So then after I make that, I love to pair that with there is the in the freezer section, there is this whipped topping called true whip. Mm, it's like mm-hmm. cool whip, yeah. but maybe with a little bit less like I don't chemicals. Know. Exactly. <laughs> so love to put a scoop of that on okay. top. So then it's like hot, cakey, creamy, cold. Mm-hmm. It's hitting all those buttons mm-hmm. for me of like a brownie and ice cream. Yeah. It satisfies that craving, but I don't feel gross afterwards. Yeah, but it's also so yeah, but it's also like enough of it that it's like, yes, yeah. that was well, good. I feel like those are good because they have the protein and stuff yeah. in them too. So they actually exactly. kind of fill you up a oh. little bit for bedtime. Love it. Mm-hmm. So loving that and love to pair that. We are obsessed with the show Only Murders in the Building. Oh, that is so good. Have you guys I haven't seen the whole it? thing yet, but we started it. And oh, it's very man. Good. So we are, we just have two episodes left. There's just a, a twist in every single it's episode. It's like nothing. I don't even know how to explain that show. Yes. Okay. So basically the premise, well, first of all, the premise is Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Yeah amazing Mm -hmm. combo with some other like cameos Mm -hmm. from amazing people so basically there is a murder in their building they all live in the same apartment building in new york and they end up together trying to solve this Mm -hmm. murder and they make a podcast about Mm -hmm. it and so it's just the cast is amazing the plot is so creative and like funny and dramatic there's twists in every episode that you don't see coming and then of course the like connection with the podcast is just so fun so absolutely loving that i'm going to be very sad when it's over i I have seen that there's supposed to be a second season, okay. so I hope they. Can, I hope it can be as good as the first. But yeah, we had kind of started that one, and then I. I don't know. Something else came out, and we forgot about it. But now I want to go back to that. Oh, so good. maybe with a mug cake yes. in hand. Um, okay, so this obsession is for you, dog friends. Okay, because it can be very hard to find. Like rawhide is really not very good for dogs, mm. oh, but is it? puppies are very chewy. Yeah, you know, and so you need to give them something that's actually 
good for them that they can chew without making a big mess of your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like some of those things are kind of stinky. So we found these are not cheap, I will warn you, but I feel like they're worth every penny. Peggy loves them. They are native pet yak chews. Mm. I just get them on Amazon. Maybe okay. there's a cheaper place to get them. I don't know. But I get for her now that we've kind of sized up, but now she's in like the extra large. So I don't think that it would work for a super big dog because she's only about 40 pounds and okay. and you want it to be like big enough for their mouth that they can't choke on it. Gotcha. Um, but it's actually like just like a really hard cheese made oh. from yak's milk. Whoa. So it's not a hunk of yak. No, 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 no. Okay. It's like, it's, it only has four ingredients, yak's milk, cow's milk, salt, and lime. Huh. So it's just, the only thing is you can't wow. put it in the, in the direct sun because okay. it will get melty, okay. but it's otherwise like very hard, very like solid. feels like a, a bone and it lasts her a long time. But what's nice is that she can't get like a big chunk off yeah. and she can't get like a splinter mm-hmm. off that can be sharp. Hmm. Um, and she can just gnaw away on it. And wow. I, they're really, really good. And they don't smell bad. You'd think they'd be stinky if yeah. they're made of cheese, but they are not. Huh. They don't make a mess everywhere. They, I love them. So, wow. What an ingenious product. Yeah. We're on like subscribe and save on them All on right. Amazon now because she is six months old and at that chewing on everything I'm super phase, intrigued. So. Now I also feel like I need to... I think I know what a yak looks like, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and also, where do yaks reside? I feel like I would get a yak and a muskox confused if I was presented a lineup. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would as well. So, so I'm very yeah, curious. You Google that. I got to. I got to do some research, some yak research after that. But I those those have been. This is our third dog now, and those have been the best bones. Right. They give her no tummy upset. They're very easy to to digest. And, okay. Yeah. All right. Them. Little furry podcast yeah. listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is it. You are welcome, friends. You sure are. We need help, yeah. clearly, with things that we insert places. <laughs> uh, we need help with underwear. We need help. So thank you so much for listening. We would love to hear your topics. I think we will have a lot to say about this as a community. So yes. um, now that you know way more about us than you probably ever hoped to, we hope you'll weigh in with us. Find us in between episodes on Instagram. We're High Girls Next Door. The show notes for this episode with links to everything are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we always love getting your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Missed my cue. And go. (laughs) What? Blank. What is it called when it like bleeds through your pants? The bleed out? I don't know. (laughs) It's like a blowout, but (laughs) the leakage. Even for boys, you're saying. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just going off script and it never works out well. It never works out.